I've still got plenty. <laughs> Do you remember your first heartbreak? Um, I don't know. So you're talking specifically relationship heartbreak, not yeah, like, like catastrophic I'd... circumstance of like some other thing that could break your heart over whatever, like say you move away or you have like or like what happened to Kevin Ogar. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like those yeah, could no, also not be that kind. heartbreak, but okay, so specifically relationship heartbreak? Yeah. Ah, I don't think I've ever had like a a bad one. Um and I haven't had a whole lot of long relationships that were long enough for it to be devastating. How old are you? I'm 27. So, I mean, yeah, I would say I haven't had anything drastic, but uh, I mean, that said, like, had my current relationship, if that were to end, that would be devastating and heartbreaking. It would. Yeah. You'd like, cry. Yeah, 100%. And you do weird stuff like maybe stalker? Probably not. Uh Probably not. What if she was like, do you do therapy now? Do I do therapy? Yeah. Like, like do, you have do any th- we do therapy? Yeah, you and her? No. Like, do you have a ther- no. you have a therapist? No. I think she she does therapy on me. To me. She does therapy to me. So she's the one. I would like to think so. But we're, we're still young. We'll see. We're currently living apart because of school. So it's going to be great once we can move back together in a year or so here and then spend a few years full time together which is nice like currently we only get a, a few weeks oh she looks like an adult she is an adult she's more adult than I am <laughs> yeah that's crazy I was gonna say yeah but uh she looks like she yeah she yeah I, I run around and exercise like I don't she's adulting way better than I am what does she do she's in med school oh that's why you said she was in school yeah so um have you ever lived together yeah we, we actually met and went to school together in Montreal so we lived together for a little while there well we live like in the same building and we haven't actually lived together together over the course of the summer when I'm training for the games, like we'll live together for. So there's details you don't know about your relationship. Like who will change the sheets? Will you shit with the door open? Like things. I think we've kind of crossed most of those bridges. Yeah. You know, even though you never live with her, you know, but like we've lived together for two, three months at a time kind of thing in the summer. Um, and she's going to go on like clerkship work rotations and stuff in hospitals this coming up here soon. So, and the next year. So, That'll be a bit more challenging because currently we're able to maybe once every month in a month, month in a little bit, I can run away or she can run away for three, four or five days and we'll just like relax, have a little mini vacation and, and catch up and spend some time together. But Does that'll get a bit fit? more challenging. She just started when actually I think when she started in med school, she started doing it. Uh, she was resistant. It, to it do took, it. You, took you podiuming twice to get her to do it. And yeah. she's <laughs> resistant and you're not really a um... – an ambassador of the sport either i'd say ambassador of the program you're 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 not not sure hater but you're not okay uh, yeah you're I, not you're not like, i wouldn't you're I, not I, like, I don't disagree with you i guess <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like i don't take every chance i can to like plug crossfit and talk someone's ear off about it i i try not to because i feel like that's one of the negative stereotypes about crossfit so i'd like to see more of that from you <laughs> yeah um uh so how did she end up doing it? Because you're because I can't see you being like, hey baby, you need to be doing this if you want to live until you're a hundred and your AC one levels and your sugar levels. You need to learn how to eat and blah blah blah. Like I do to everyone. No, in my I would life. never try to tell her how to exercise or what she should be doing to be healthy. Smart. But uh, she actually was an endurance athlete, like a high level cross country skier, like national team kind of athlete, and uh, did triathlons and stuff for a long time. But when she got into school and started studying medicine, she couldn't. You just can't put the hours into that. Like she can't afford to go for a three-hour run and do and train multiple different things like that. So 
She was just looking for a kind of an hour long class. Show up, they'll tell you what to do. You put your work in, you go home, and it's, it takes up less space, but you get all the the sort of exercise you need in that time frame. So, um, CrossFit was just a good. A, did she, it did, fit that? Did that she consult thing. you? Ah, uh, she she told me that she was going to start doing it. She's like, I was looking at joining this gym. You try to talk her out of it? No, I didn't talk talk her out of it. I'm just looking for a baseline. She doesn't like to... I think it's a legitimate question. She doesn't like to do CrossFit (laughs) with me, though. Like, in general, she she likes... She'll go do her classes and go back, but when I visit, um, I'll join her for her classes, but I don't think she loves it. Because it just, like, kind of turns into a a circus sometimes. Yeah, I don't think it's healthy for everybody. It's the right choice to work out with your significant other. We've had this this topic tackled here before. You, wait, 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 wait. You don't think CrossFit's the right workout? No, 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 no. I don't think it's necessary for you to have to work out with your mm-hmm. with your significant other. Whereas uh, people have been on this podcast and they're like, oh, it's the best thing for our relationship. It she's, is. She's a trooper, though. Like, when she's come to visit a couple times training for regionals, I'll just kind of, I have my programming that I'm doing and she wants to do something and there's no class going on. So she'll just kind of scale back whatever I'm doing and, and work out with me and kind of do the same stuff, which is awesome like she she's a trooper and she's likes the challenge and is competitive by nature but i think she like she doesn't want to step into that world really as much what is it exactly she doesn't like about working out with you (laughs) i think that just that i don't know actually i think that i'm really good at it and it frustrates her that she can't like beat me at it ah we have a competitive relationship is she a red is she a redhead yeah but in that other photo she wasn't yeah sure she was let me see that other one. Go back. I really, that's a great picture of her right there, by the way. Yeah. I like her more as a hike. Yeah, that, that's red hair. Mm-hmm. Are you a redhead? Yeah, I'm kind of a hybrid. Yeah. I feel like it depends. Sometimes in the summer, like, it gets really light. but Your sideburns oh, yeah. are red and the top oh, yeah, of your hair. Yeah, my beard, too. But I have, like, white, white mustache, like, eyebrows, white, white, white. like Pubes? Just depends. Red. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Firecratch. Oh, yeah. Are your ladies the abuse I took? Let me tell you. <laughs> Are your ladies pubes? You know, do 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 people have blonde real. pubes? I don't know. I, I, there's no real representative here. She I mean, I could go, go ask Heber. I mean, we do have Google Images. I mean, yeah, maybe we want, I want to. We'll incogn- save that one for later. I want to incognito. That Let's do that off the air and bring that topic back for the next show. Um. So she. So she, can we go back to the other picture? I like looking at her hair when it's red. See, I like this picture more. So, so she does CrossFit now. Um, when you wake up in the morning, you have you wake up in the morning. You have a certain regimen that you have to get through, right? Like that's what your workout looks like. Like here's your pile of shit you have to do today. Yeah, but it's for me. It's not just surrounding my workout schedule. Like I, I have a pile of shit that I have to do in the day. Period, and I have to figure out where training fits, where school fits, where like relationships fit where things like that all where all the pieces fit in the day and i generally try to organize it the day before so that i can just like march through the day i know exactly where i'm going and where i'm headed to at all times it is like that though right you're like okay my first class is at 9 a.m then i have a meeting with this uh these the student group at one and then i have my um, girlfriend's flying into town at seven i gotta pick her up from the airport so that gives me these hours to go to the gym and i'm gonna have to eat so it's like that Every day, yeah, pretty much. And um, you have a pretty fixed schedule, right? So once you get a couple days in check, you can just start following that pattern. Not really. My no? school's actually random because um, a lot of our our required courses go in small groups, mm-hmm. so everyone has to do this course. But 
like my lab might be Monday at five this week and like next week it's a different time. And generally the ones fall in at the same slots, but you have a bunch of different classes that fall in random slots throughout the week. And week this week is different from next week is different from the following week. And like there's subtle differences. Some things are pretty consistent, but that's why you just have to kind of keep on it. Cause, every day. Because some, uh, yeah, some classes repeat every two weeks and some every however often and some are only like very once a, once a term. Like, so you have to, I just have to check my schedule and plan my next day then the night before and, and know where I'm going to go and what I'm going to do that day. What's the wild card that like always throws your days off? Is there something that's like, okay, that thing's always in my life and that thing could always come and like. See, I would interpret that the opposite way. The wild card to me would be the thing that's not always in my day or always in my life and that I have to like. I get, oh. That I have to not, I can't anticipate and that it might just like rear out and you have to figure it out. Um, like, let me give you an example. So I wake up this morning. My plan is to be out of the house by 7.15, you know. I'm, everything is going on target. At 7.10, I see one of the babies is walking around the house, and he's got a shit in his pants. Yeah. So, yeah. Th- so then I change that shit, and then I notice that's woken up the other baby. And now, you know what I mean? And now all of a sudden, there's just, You're like, stuff. Right. Yeah, there's stuff piling in. Okay, I'm not going to work out this morning. Mm-hmm. But you can't have that, right? Well, why not? Because you have to, like... Um, you put things in your life that that don't give you that flexibility. Yeah, but I think that you like you need to give be able to give yourself a break at a certain point. Like some of my classes, I don't. For example, like I don't go to very many lectures at school. If there's a lecture that is not mandatory, there's like a ninety nine percent chance I won't be there. And how do you get the information? The, most resources nowadays are available online through your your. Uh, school websites and things like that. So you like read you have it. an online account. Yeah, yeah. All like for example, when I travel here, like I did an assignment in the airport on the way here. I did one in the morning the other day. Like you just I can find time to do the work and it's I do a lot of independent learning. But if it's just if if it's just a question of me physically being in a in a lecture for two hours when I can maybe go to the library and knock out that material in half the time. Like I'll do that and now I've bought myself an hour of extra time that I can put into training or put into whatever else I need to do. So a lot Are of you that a good stuff, student? I'm a yeah, I'm a pretty good student. Like you're gonna pass whatever what you're you're going to what's what kind of school are you going to? Chiropractic school. And so you're gonna pass. Yeah. What's yeah, your yeah. GPA? I haven't looked in a while, but it'd be like three five or something like that. Humble brag. It's not bad. I had I mean, it's, gone, had, it's gone down <laughs> since first year. <laughs> since yeah. like the CrossFit's taken up a little more room and like mm. I just I generally will build my year around the first September to January. I focus a lot more on school and it's the off season and I'll, I'll treat it as such. And then when it gets time to prepare for the open, the regionals, the games, my CrossFit bubble takes up more space and my school bubble gets encroached upon a little bit, but I've been build myself a buffer in that first bunch of months so that if I need to take a hit in an exam or something like that, I I'm, you've got enough, I've got a good enough standing that man, I like, it's fine. I can afford to like not cram for this exam as hard. It sounds like your day time. is like constantly varied. And I feel like going to the L1 would like kind of teach you more about that. <laughs> yes, like good, how to nice, it, Matt, right? for sure. Yeah. I mean, just a I mean, random glancing thought. Maybe, or maybe I've I, I've already figured it out and I don't need to do it. <laughs> when you posted this picture here, we're looking at your Instagram. It says, after a long weekend of fitnessing, it's back to reality. There's a lot of work to do a week from exams. Coffee machine is working overtime. Um, how many, How was it hard picking this photo to post? October. Was that a difficult 
that would I don't even know what I would have been doing then. Well, you're um, studying the limbic system. I know, but I'm trying to think of what the long weekend of fitness thing would have been. I probably was competing somewhere, but October 2016. June, July, August. Yeah, October. Would have been like, well, I don't know, some sort of off-season event. But um, yeah, I'm doing neuroanatomy. And I'm loving it. Yeah, see, yeah, so I look at something like that, and I don't know if I could self-administer my education there. I think I would have to go to a lecture for it. Okay, but, but doesn't he come across really smart to you? Like when you were just sitting here talking to him, are you like, okay, he's smarter than your average bear? Yeah, intelligent. I mean, yeah, as much. Yeah. Do you want us to that. think that about you that you're smart? Do you try to give off the image that you're smart? No, I don't know. I actually feel like I often do the opposite. Really? I, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's not. People don't like when you make them feel stupid or like. And there's a difference between coming off as smart and like putting people down with your intelligence. Completely. But um, I don't know. Like I feel like sometimes it's overwhelming to people if you whatever you just start launching a bunch of big words out and concepts that are people don't really understand. It, and it doesn't it doesn't serve the purpose of just general conversation. Um, so I don't know. I and I hang out with a bunch of people who just exercise who exercise or whatever. In this context, it's a, it's not valuable for me to to sound smart. So I just I don't know. You just bro down for a little bit. And like it's fine. Don't dumb yourself down for anyone. <laughs> when you finished the Open last year, you finished in 11th place. Yeah. Do you know who you were tied with? <laughs> Rich, I believe. You were tied with Rich Froney. Who? Yeah. Does that um, tickle your fancy? I mean, I don't know. The like Those sort of open standings are not very representative, I don't think. Um, yeah, it's cool. Like It's fun. Metrics are fun and, and data is fun, but like it's I don't know. It's, it's it's just I take it for what it is. Like, did you do the open workouts more than once? I did the first one and the second one twice. Why? Well, the first one I had to repeat because of I had my arm touching my leg in the open announcement, and so I just had a big penalty, and it, it didn't make sense for me to not redo it. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second one, I actually thought I could win worldwide, so I just redid it on like the Monday. Someone in my gym was doing it, and I was like, ah, screw it, like I'll go for it, and I ended up one rep short. And I had a faster tie break time, but I was just blackout for like the last bunch of bar. What was was that the that was the dumbbell the clean and lunge one? Yeah, okay. With the uh, total bar and bar muscle up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so cost like, got me. You, so you had a feeling that you could get the fastest time in the world on an open workout. Yeah, that must be a really trippy feeling. Or I don't is know. it just it's... normal for you? No, it's not normal for me. Like I feel like in general, even say at the regionals, I like I had the fastest time on the toe to bar handstand walk kettlebell one, and I feel like generally it's other people who look at it and they're like, "That's a really good one. You crush that sort of stuff." Like, oh shit! And now there's more pressure on you. I feel like I, I generally feel more pressure for events that I feel like I can perform very well on, because if it's an event that you're like, ah, maybe a middle of the pack, and you do very well, it's just it's extra. That's all bonus. But you but, saw this and you did it again because you're like, hey, I can, I can, I can be the best out of four hundred thousand or three hundred eighty-seven thousand people that signed up. Yeah, I did it the first time and, and overpaced it and had still a very good score. So I kind of and I did it on Friday, I think, and then spoke to some people over the course of the weekend and, and thought like maybe I'll redo it. Uh, it's not really worth it. I tend to try to not redo them if I can help it. Um, Is it frowned upon? Is it not cool to redo workouts? No, it's fine. I mean, in this day and age, you you have to do what you have to do to get through to the next round. And I mean, with certain regions cutting back on the amount of qualifiers and that sort of stuff, there's no like 
whatever, do it, do what you have to do. Um, for me, I tend to focus a little bit less on the open compared to the next stage. So if it means, like I did a full training session after this open workout, and you, like if you're gonna try to to continue to progress and prepare for the regionals during the open, it might be just not wise to keep beating the crap out of yourself on an open workout. Cause they do like, they take a piece of your soul with them. Like they're hard, they're designed to be that way. Um, you have to really dig deep to do them. No one's, the only exceptions are the workouts that have the weight ladder in the last couple of years that, that finish and have a definitive finish line. You can sort of like walk out of those ones and be okay. But anything that's an AMRAP, like if you're okay afterwards, you should, do it again and try a little harder because that's not the point. Right? You're not supposed to, yeah. When, when you see this group of people who go from the open to the regionals, are you happy with that? Are you happy with the test? And do you feel like it aligns with the regionals? And then when you see this group of people who does well at the regionals um, move on and go to the games, or do you, are you happy with this whole continuity and this whole process? And do you see it as being like perfect? Uh, well, I mean, the easiest answer is that no, nothing's perfect. Like I think even the games, like the test isn't perfect. There's always things, you know, everyone would probably love to add or take away one thing or another. I mean, probably in a perfect world, you'd keep adding things and adding things until it was just an infinite test where you can't actually do that, right? It's not possible. But in years past, the Open to me has been a test of aerobic capacity and endurance. And then the regionals tested your skills and ability to handle some heavier weight and then the games test your athleticism so anyone who makes it to the games has zero capacity the endurance has the skills has the the weights and now it's just like that fifth element of being able to adapt quickly and learn on the fly and and whose whose backgrounds lend themselves to various things how well you manage competition stress over 13 14 15 events in five days um and that was the difference in the tests so uh, it's it's changed a little bit. I mean, the regional in the last year was more games esque, and uh, what do you mean? What like what what? I just the addition of odd objects like the sandbag, uh, like having the weight vest involved in the first event, like that sort of stuff has generally been preserved and and saved for the games. Um, and now you see that starting to bleed over into the regional. So, but you can't just call the open with. If you just call the open being this test of uh, aerobic and endurance, you know, capacity, then do you think that we're leaving someone behind who could place well at the games? Maybe, but then maybe they don't get through the second test. Like the point is to make it to the games, you need all the you need all the elements. Um, and traditionally, I would say the the a- games athletes who perform the best consistently are athletes who have a really strong athletic background and adapt very well under pressure and have good competition skills and whatnot. And it's not the aerobic capacity, endurance, skills, strength, whatever, that plays that X factor. It's a different thing. So it, regardless, like if you... They must be the... I, I just think that the overlap must be so heavy in terms of the aerobic and the strength because when you look at the finals of the games... I mean, the same people who are finishing top 10 in the Open are finishing top 10 in the games, right? I mean, not mm-hmm. perfectly, Yeah, but... Yeah, you're right. And it is... Um, like I said, and again, I said, like, traditionally, that's how I, I viewed the tests. And I mean, if you're stronger... You think if he took his L1, he would view it a little differently? 
I mean, it's, it's the first thing on my mind. We'll never know. Anyway, go on. <laughs> um, no, we'll know. He's going to take it. He's not crazy. He's just stubborn. <laughs> He's not crazy. I will though. probably forget about it in the next, like, two hours. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, the stronger you are, obviously, certain workouts become more aerobic because you don't have to stand and wait. You don't have to uh, rest between different lifts. Like, a workout, like, in years past, those snatch ladders with 30 reps at whatever weight and 20 reps at whatever weight – now all of a sudden the 135 barbell is super aerobic for some person and for another person that's damn near a max or one at max snatch right so that workout is no longer aerobic um but i mean like i said the, it's starting to change a little bit with like i said some elements of what would have traditionally been more of gamesy stuff going into the regionals and i mean the, the regionals does have super aerobic tests it's, there's no doubt this year there was basically in six events there was there was two long time domains two middle and two short and so it was like you covered your time domains and the longer ones are traditionally more aerobic and you have to be more able to have steady state aerobic capacity. Whereas the event six and event two were high power output, just like high octane who can just hammer the gas for two minutes. When, as you're saying these events, is that true about those events or you're saying hypothetically? No, that was true about those events. That's amazing because I don't even know what events those are. You were, do you know he, the entire? He, he did them. He competed there. I know you know the you know the events. Like if I say what was event eight, you know what it is. At regionals or I mean, at the never games. Been event at the eight. games. I mean, I would figure it out. I, I think event eight would be like Saturday morning. Would yeah. have been strongman's fear probably. No, that was Sunday morning, wasn't it? Oh yeah, so Saturday morning was Matt. Uh, okay. No, Sunday morning was Madison Triplet. Saturday morning was strongman's fear. Oh yeah, because the announcement was the night before, right? Yeah. Boom, nailed it. <laughs> no lecture hall for me <laughs> the mass start events are my personal favorite just because it's fun watching you guys all lined up up there mm -hmm. and it just looks like a clusterfuck what is that like up there um let's like, specifically fuck i'm like, too polite i'm this too year. polite for a mass start like i it hurt me this year it hurt me last year uh and i just like i need to be more aggressive with stuff which is funny because some of the sports like i used to play lacrosse and i love like battling for a ball like one-on-one -on -one competition is fun and i like that challenge but in the context of racing i just i haven't done enough mass start racing that i don't i don't love it and it, it sort of i try to find my own route and, and be as unimpeded as i can um it is exciting like there's no doubt but it's messy chaotic so like, so so, messy. so in lacrosse or in, in sports where it's okay to be aggressive, it's like it's like formally explained that it's okay to be aggressive. Yeah. But here, where do they tell you? Like, like can you go back to the beginning of that again? I mean, right? like you're technically like, not allowed to impede someone's progress or like hit them. Like we would probably get in trouble for that, right? Can you? But people do. Can we just see the whole the lineup? Um, when do they tell you where to stand at all? No, you just kind of jostle. Like to right here. Can we pause front. it? Like, how does Noah know to be right in the center? And like, how are Matt Frazier and Josh right next to you? Like. Look at that. There's a whole tier of guys in the front, and then there's a tier in the back. Like, like look at Fakowski. He's he's in the back. Yeah, he was probably smart to do that. Um, I think that probably part of it is that some people want to be at the front, and some people not so much. Depending on how you're going to approach this event, it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. So you might want to track behind someone who's a fast runner, but maybe you don't want to blow your legs in the first run and so maybe it's just like whatever i'll stay in the third row and and then it's fine i'll hit the water in seven minutes and then i'll then the race starts but so they don't tell you guys where to stand i don't know there's no it's not dependent on your ranking or anything like so that if, you what just if, if you wanted to stand where josh bridges was standing you could just walk over there and kind of just like elbow him out of the way yeah he probably wouldn't love it 
<laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, if you look at who people are in yeah. front of, too, like, if you're, say you're a, a Wiley veteran like Josh, and you go find some rookie and just, like, stand in front of him, like, odds that he's going to say, hey, fuck off and get out of my way, like, yeah. pretty low. So you can you can pick your battles a little bit with who you want to who you want to stand beside and who you want to jostle with. But I mean, I'm pretty sure Josh is where he is for a reason. Oh, he, he went and found the like, meanest dog in the fight and stood next to him. Where 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 are you, Patrick? I don't see you. Right there. Oh, man, your hair's looking awfully blonde in yeah, that shot. And blending with the summer with man. The pillar back there. Oh, oh yeah, that is light. Wow. Me and James Newbery, moon tan. Oh. And. They say three, two, one, go. Something like that, or standby beep. Yeah, and then can we see that? And then, and then you're off. I look like I'm distracted. You look like you're doing something else. Yeah. Super duper focused. <laughs> what are we doing again? Neuro okay. Anatomy. I think I just saw you. Something. Are you are you happy with that pace right there? Um. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm a reasonably good runner, particularly at that point in the summer, but. And I'm not the strongest swimmer. Uh, I've, I've gotten much better in the last couple of years. But I, in this event, I viewed it as like, okay, I can try to make up ground in the run, at least hit the water in front of a bunch of the stronger swimmers and make them swim around you, make them work a little extra harder, and then try to catch people on the second run. And I just like, I ran too fast fully. Like I got sucked in. I, I ran actually like okay, but I needed to swim slower for the first even half of the swim. And I just got caught racing. I like I was in the water for like a minute, and then I was like, "Screw it, it's a race, like go." And then I was like halfway through the swim, and both my legs cramped up. Mm. And then it was like, okay, it changed from a race to like survival for a little bit. And uh, it was hard to run on the way out because I I just was all crappy up, and it was, um, it was fun. We ran fast, like we definitely. There's no doubt we ran fast. Is this your I, worst finish in games? Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. I ran beside Josh for actually like the second half of the run and he was the same boat as I was. Like he was actually oh, more right. hurt by the run than I was, but better in the water than I was. Uh, and he would have finished like around. I feel like, I think the best strategy for these types of events is just get out in front and hang on. But that's what I mean. That's like what I kind of thought. Um, and I just, again, like I just, I started racing too early. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I, I just, I, I made I, a bad decision in the water and it costs you like in the water. It's, that's what happens. Like things go from bad to worse really fast. And then if you have less experience in that kind of a scenario, you just don't know how to react appropriately. Yeah. Um, I like that term, guy got caught racing. Yeah, 100%. And that, like, to me, that's not what I need to do here. And this is the second time it's happened to me in competition before where, like, it was an event that, like, I didn't need to win. I didn't need to whatever. I was excited because I had I'd improved my swimming a ton, and I did poorly in the swim event last year. And I was like, ah, well, this is a good opportunity to show like my improvement. Mm -hmm. I was like, sweet. Like instead of saying, you know what, I'll improve from like a thirtieth to a twentieth. I was like, fuck it. Like I'm gonna try to like finish top ten, and just got like greedy and just I raced I raced mm -hmm. the wrong race. Like it was just for no reason. I did. I made a really bad decision on the first event, and I mean it cost me too because like I cramped up my legs and they hurt me for the next two three events. I mean, how and much then, how much swimming do you do you do during the year? I swim once a week. See, I don't think that's very much. It's I'm enough. Free, it's free enough to stay. I mean, for this time of year, I think it's enough. Mm. For once, maybe you're in May and you want to start gearing up for the games. So you do, you, do a little bit more. So you think that you you think three things I want to talk about. I want to talk about how great the women did compared to the men in this, and how this fits into sort of your whole thought about the open as being um, sort of metabolic and endurance related. Because here in this competition, the the, the men and the women are 
paired quite nicely, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there even I've even heard some arguments that Fikowski didn't win because they weren't wearing chips and the distance the that started behind. Yeah, I mean, I would argue that if they started together, he would have just ran a little faster at the end. Good point. Good way to defend your country. <laughs> argue that. Yeah. Um, and then the and then the other thing is, do you th- what if you had to redo it? Would you are you saying that you would have just run slower and risk taking fortieth place? Like that the to, yeah, to but come out healthier. Slower, it doesn't risk fortieth place. Like I, I think that had I run a minute slower on the run, mm-hmm. I would have swam three minutes faster. Oh shit, like that. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Okay. Um, so it was just like, and, and with a different kind of headspace, it would have been. I wonder better. who the last male is who came in. It the last finished. male who entered the water. Oh, I don't know. And I wonder if he beat you. I think it was easy. He was the last male to enter the water. He was the I slowest had, runner. I think he might have been. Did you beat him? I have no idea. You don't I know. Didn't, the... I didn't even like look at these standings ever. I knew I finished thirty sixth, and I was like, sweet. This is the first time I've watched it since the games too. Is the games <laughs> Not the funnest footage to watch? <laughs> is the games more fun doing them, or is it more fun the thought of doing them? Um, interesting question. Uh, there's me running beside Josh. Um, I really like Josh. Good dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know, actually. It's a good question because, I mean, certain events are super fun. And, and some of the, my favorite CrossFit events I've ever done are games events because they're, you can't replicate those scenarios. And it's exciting and you have a spectacle around and they are cool. But they, they suck, mostly. By and large, you're never going to walk out of one feeling great. Um, but we always look back fondly on it saying, like, ah, you know, and, like, the struggle was worth it in the end. You kind of – you can look back and say, like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. But I'll tell you what. In the moment, it was pretty bad. <laughs> so it's tough to say. You kind of – Are you better at CrossFit than you ever were at gymnastics? Probably. I mean, relative to other people, yeah. Right. Um, is this the biggest stage you've performed on? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's an international stage, so yeah. And uh, that that just must be like just exhilarating as opposed to just being at a college meet. It's, I don't do, know. I feel like gymnastics. I don't think about it that way, though. Okay, how do you think um, about it? I'm very it? much a task at hand kind of person. Like, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not thinking about the other people around and whatever. And I mean, even, it's fun to try to take it in at the end of an event, but oftentimes you kind of just, you're fo- I'm focused on the next step and the next step and the next step. And uh, yeah, I don't know. You don't really notice it that Or I don't personally notice it that much. So, Tell me about your first CrossFit workout. The very, like, tell me about the hours leading up to it and what year it was and what you did and who My you did it with. My first CrossFit workout period? Yeah. I couldn't even tell you what it was. You can't? No. Can you tell me about that day? How did you get? No. You don't even know how you got into it? <laughs> well, I know that I, I started doing it because I met some friends at school in Montreal and I was just like at the school gym working out because I knew I should. It's good for me. Um, and they were doing. They actually. They your had, your gymnastics career was over. Yeah. Okay. I had finished gymnastics a couple of years prior, but they had hung rings in the school gym. Did you ever make any money doing gymnastics? No. Okay. So they had hung rings in the school gym, and I just sort of looked at them and was like, "Oh." Just chatting to him, said like, "Hey, do you mind if I play around on the rings?" Like, I was a gymnast for a while, and like did some cool, like just did some like strength elements. Did you know the guys you were talking to? I'd met them briefly before, but okay. never really chatted with them much. And they then, just happened to be in the gym. You happened to be in the gym. Yeah. Okay. So then we kind of got chatting, and like they were good dudes. So I and we're generally in the gym at the same time. Uh, so I just started working out with them as opposed to by myself. 
And yeah, I don't know. We just I couldn't tell you what we what I started with, but I just I had to start learning how to Olympic lift and whatever, and they kind of helped me with that. Uh, so one day you're in there, on. you're doing your thing, they're doing their thing, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna do this thing. It's gonna be seven muscle ups, seven burpees, four hundred meter run, three rounds. You want to do it?" And you're like, "Yeah, I'm in." Yeah, basically. So what was it? I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> and and then so you started doing them, and then and then you must have had then you went to the website or like what was the what was the next? Um... Not really. Like I was not very engaged in it to begin with. Okay. Um, Help me out here. So what did you get like? The story. Get the like? story going here, Patrick. Help okay, me out so here. I, I obviously in gymnastics, most of the conditioning I ever did was like circuit kind of based. Like go over and do like thirty seconds as many pull ups as you can do, like thirty seconds as many dips as you can do, like go do a bunch of leg raises, go do a bunch of rope climbs, like, and then you'd kind of cycle through So you're made for this. You had a foundation. You had some sort of familiarity with intensity. That was generally how I was training at the school gym as well. So we were doing, like, the same kind of stuff, and it was just one day, it's like, ah, do you have any ideas? Like, we'll do something together. I was like, sure. We just threw something together and did it. And they would follow some main site stuff, generally just, like, cherry pick from various different sources, I think. Mm -hmm. And then just we would do workouts together. And, uh... Obviously, I had a good gymnastics foundation, so they I helped them with some stuff like that. They helped me learn how to Olympic lift, and um, and yeah, like I I don't know, we just sort of. What was the first Olympic lift you did? Clean, probably. And had, you had never done one of those before. Uh, maybe jerking, actually, like learning, like like push press, push jerk progression. What and did... one and one of the guys just there, the, your random friends at the uh, your gym buddies taught you that. Yeah. They're like, hey, dude, stop pressing. You can push press. And you're like, what the fuck is that? And he showed you. And then he's like, and you can push jerk. And he showed you. Yeah, pretty much. And this is 2013. So five years ago. So four years after you started doing CrossFit, you went to the CrossFit Games. Three years. Three years. Because I went in 2015 on a team. Um, Holy crap. But yeah, just sort Is of that like... real? That's you doing a pistol on a bar? Yeah. What's stopping the bar from rolling away? I don't know. Balance? because <laughs> that ball bar can roll two ways the bar can actually roll and the weights can roll right yeah and you stood up yeah let's see the video it's not a video but it's a picture of course oh. it's a picture we'll do it for you later you, you can still <laughs> do that you have that in your repertoire maybe i don't know i've tried since then um so <laughs> so you so you then you're you're at the gym doing it with these random guys you're doing crossfit and when does it elevate to the next level when do you go into well, so an affiliate we, when do you do they the had open? been doing it for a while so mm -hmm. i um it, i started kind of working out with them december january kind of thing uh and then the open was coming up and so they just kind of like oh we're gonna do the open you should do it i was like sure and got my ass kicked uh, Don't you have to say what affiliate you go to to register for the open? No, you can register on affiliated. And then just you just send in videos. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I have videos probably still up that are from this gym, like filmed in this gym. Uh, oh, that's your college gym right there. Yeah, that's McGill University gym. Okay. Um, but I, I so I did the 2013 open and just got hammered, and then uh, that year 2013 to 2014, we just kept kind of working out together, just did whatever. I had to build a lot of strength and like learn how to weightlift gymnastics was no problem but um did a bunch of work on that like was just, a 135 squat hard for you yeah i'd say probably when i just started weightlifting like 185 back squat was like not easy i could do five reps probably. and now what can you do five reps with like 405 at least probably so you've doubled yeah your back five rep back squat more than doubled yeah Holy shit. 
But I mean, it takes time. Like, what's this five years later? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's an exceptional <laughs> accomplishment. Right. Because in, right? in the first year, you probably put on 100 pounds and then it, everything starts slowing down, right? Yeah, exactly. You plateau and stuff. So, it, uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, did you see that? That was, that was, uh, yeah, that was some computer science <laughs> dorkery right there. It that's doesn't amazing. even look like you. That's amazing. Yeah, it's me, like, less 50 pounds. Probably. How tall are you? Five. 11, 5'10, 5'11 ish, 5'10 and a half. So you were giant for a gymnast. Yeah, yeah. I was tall for a gymnast. And tell me about the shirt this guy's wearing. Is that, uh... <laughs> That's my older brother, actually. I'm more intrigued that is? Shorts. Yeah. is? This is the Cirque du Soleil guy? Mm. Oh, tell me about that. Not much to tell. He's a really, really good acrobat. How do you get, how does How does he end up being on Cirque du Soleil? Um, it's actually, he's actually a pretty impressive story. He's a, so he was a gymnast as well. He was a trampolinist. Whereas I did like bars and rings and all that stuff. It's called men's artistic gymnastics. He did um, trampoline and was great. Like he won, I think the, he won a silver medal at Worlds one year. And he uh, retired in like 2005. And they were doing, that was when it was coming up that Vancouver was hosting the Winter Olympics. And they were trying to, there was like this own the podium program where they were trying to recruit athletes to various sports to try to push to win more medals in Vancouver. And so he got recruited to do to freestyle ski program to do aerial skiing, which is effectively you're skiing and doing hitting one big jump and doing one big trick and landing and that's it. It's like you do like a triple flip with whatever twists. And uh, they kind of figured, hey, you can already do all the flips. Like we'll just strap some skis on you, no problem. Wow. Like Bob's your uncle. So he got wow. recruited to that and he uh How old yeah, was he? Ah, he, uh, he would have been what, oh five, he would have been like I don't know, nineteen twenty. Is that and so that's 90. exciting. Someone's just trying to recruit recruit you into yeah. the Olympics. So he skied. Okay. He skied on the national team for and like the, the development team for a while. Skied on the national team for years, probably like say like five, six, seven years. I don't remember exactly, but got hurt a fair amount. Like they're jumping from pretty high and falling pretty hard, and mm-hmm. he crashed a few times. Got a bad concussion one year. Was out for a year. Basically shattered his shoulder blade one time. Like uh, eventually just decided he was done and he and his girlfriend uh got pregnant so he just retired from skiing moved home j-o-b time yeah and he was sort of like all right so he worked a job for i don't even know like a year and he had always when he was in gymnastics wanted to go into circus and it was sort of like more his style he's a very creative kind of artistic guy so uh he just that's what his vision was before he got into cross-country skiing or sorry cross-country aerial skiing and he uh he did work for like a year and then decided, you know what, like it's not too late for me to try to do this circus thing. So he dropped all that and he joined some touring shows and got some experience and then applied at Cirque du Soleil. He has a very supportive wife. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Tell you that and right uh, so he went and got recruited and then got placed on a show in Vegas and he's been working there for a number of years. And he moved, he moved the wife and kids there. Yeah. And he did that. Is he American citizen? Uh, I don't know actually. I don't think so. I don't think he is yet. And have you been to Cirque du Soleil and seen him perform? Yeah, we've gone. I've seen his show a couple times. Uh, we actually went, Michelle, my girlfriend, and I went um, last year right at the end of the Open. I did the last Open workout in Vegas, and we visited them, and then we went and hiked in Zion where that hiking picture was, watched a few shows in Vegas. And and yeah, you're a, you're an day. uncle? Yeah. Uh, I have a nice niece. And how old is she? Uh, I guess she's like four. What's the what's the career trajectory for Cirque du Soleil? It depends what you do. Trap, 
no, not trapezist. What is he? Um, so he's Aerial. just an acrobat right now. Mm -hmm. But there's it's sort of it's theater, right? So there's different roles you can have. You can be an acrobat. You can be a, um, like a story character. You can be whatever. And based on what your your job description is, basically you get a different salary and different responsibilities and different whatever. So he's been just an acrobat for a number of years, and he's been kind of trying to learn a bunch of different acts so he can integrate himself more in the show. And then they sort of do this show every year called One Drop, which is they get artists from all different shows and they do kind of like an all-star cast and they put on a big show for like two nights only. They just build it from scratch and then they, it's for a big fundraiser and then it dismantles and it's done. And he did it last year and they liked him. So he got a, a chance to do it again this year and got offered a character role, which is like a big deal. Badass. So now it's, it like sort of technically changes his his job title to to like character role or whatever. So he's uh, is this the one drop trailer? What's yeah, yeah what, twenty seventeen? Yeah, well, what's the current Cirque du Soleil production right now? Uh, that he's in. Yeah, doesn't they just have one that they tour around with? Uh, they have touring shows. They have stationary shows. Like they've mm -hmm. got tons of stuff. So oh. he's uh, he works on Mystere, which is one of the original ones in Vegas, and he's it's at Treasure Island. So yeah, he's been there for a few years, and I know some people pop in every now and then, and and he'll get some come see his shows. What was I think, the I think Kara went actually after the games was there with her free tickets husband. for her. Um, I put her in touch with with him and I think he he got her some tickets. But I'm what sure. a gentleman! Yeah. Oh my goodness! Wow. Um, can you do that? That no. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would it would be painful for everyone involved to watch her do that. Uh, what was the last thing? Ricky Garrard said to you, like ever, do you know? The last interaction you had with him? Uh, I don't know, I mean, I probably just congratulated him at the games. I haven't, I haven't had any interaction with him since the games. So it was in Madison. Yeah. You saw him on the podium. You, yeah. Did you stay for the award ceremony? Yep. And you saw him up there. Did you think at all when they're up there, one of the motherfuckers is cheating? <laughs> no. No. You no. probably was it more like fuck, man. I should have pushed harder on X, Y, Z so I could be up there. Yeah, well, it's sort of you. I think you make yourself crazy looking for every potential area you could have lost, you could have gained or lost points at the games. There's, there's so many decisions that get made over the course of five days that that can go well or go wrong. So it's sort of oh come to, on, don't tell me you don't do that. No, I, I mean, I when I when something goes poorly, I reflect on it quickly, but you don't dwell on it. Like I right. can't sit there and say like, oh well, you know what, like. What if I hit this thing? Things would have been different. Like they weren't. That's when the way the, it ended, and that's the way it is. When the final event happened, Noah was just sitting there, like, 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 and and there. I forget what was going on, but all the other athletes had left the field, and I think they were interviewing Matt or whoever, and Noah was just sitting there, and I could tell he's just like, like, just stunned that it's over, and he didn't do as well as he wanted. He did the best he ever did. Good point. He didn't know that at the time, There's though, did he? a couple ways to look at it. I'm sure he did. The best he ever did before that was eighth. Oh, okay. And he was sitting in fifth, I think, going into the last event. And, and he did well in the last event. Finished top ten. So so are you – how many how many points were you behind, Ricky? Like 30, maybe, something like that. And is that a lot? Yeah, it's a fair, it's a fair amount, yeah. Um, that's the difference. In one event, that's the difference of, like, ten places? More, more than that, probably. Yeah, well, it depends on how they break it down. If it's a typical like five point spread, what? Like six, if I won it, and then he was tenth, maybe. But 
I think I think it's more than that. Uh, but I mean, I, you look at it, and, and to what my point being, like I don't look at, I don't finish an event and make excuses as my first reaction and my first instinct. Like it's it's that's useless. Uh, if that's the way you deal with any of your shortcomings, like it's going to be a long life. So, you you just you have to look at what happened and and decide okay like what what happened why did it happen like is there something I can do to fix this for next time like I missed my second snatch in the snatch event like shoot that sucks I what am I gonna do though like all I can do is snatch a lot and try to make sure that I can hit that bar in the dark when I wake up first thing in the morning if, if, by the time it's games next year like same thing I need to make sure that if I'm in the water next year I could get struck by fucking lightning and it won't matter and like those are the things you have to think about like it's not I can't go back and say like, ah well you know what like you can't you can't go back and redo it so you do get another chance but it's next year so, so like, you didn't you make any excuses and, and you didn't blame anyone no it doesn't do anybody any good right so uh, well it puts a band-aid on the ego a little bit yeah well your yeah, ego's it, not that important though it feels yeah. pretty good to be able to put blame on somebody <laughs> yeah. else so, yeah. so, so he's up there um, Ricky's up there uh, Matt's up there and hold on, don't tell me who took a second, who took a second, who took a second. Dan Bailey. No. Fuck. Who took a second? Where were you going with this? Men or women? Who took second? Men. Brent. Ah, uh, Brent Fikowski. Sorry. Fuck. Because my chances of having Brent on the show. Um, so so you got Matt Fraser, Brent Fikowski, and Ricky, and you're sitting up there looking at them, and are you thinking, I could have done that. I want to do that. I'm going to come back next year and get that. Yeah, I think for me, I didn't have a great games competition in 2017. Um, there's a lot of areas where I, I missed, like it, execution was lacking for whatever reason. And, and it just like, you come up short and it's sort of, it's a combination of things and you can look at various different places where things didn't go your way, but it happened more often than it did the year before. I feel like in 2016, I had a really clean run, didn't do anything super flashy, but it was just clean. And I did everything I needed to do and maximized my points when I could. And, and it, it ended well. So in 2017, that didn't happen. I, I frankly, like I said, I made mistakes more than I should have. And I finished in fourth. And to me, that's sports. Like it's not, it's not a representation of like yourself as a person. Like you have to sit there and be like, well, did I, did I have like my best competition? No. And like finished in fourth. I'm like, Hey, you know what? That's fine. Like those guys at the time watching the events, like watching Ricky come third, I was like, you know what? He he nailed it. Guy like PRs his snatch in that event, like does like he just executed every event probably to the best he could and mitigated damage whenever it was an event he was bad at. So, you know what I mean? Won a couple events and then like had a couple misses, but like made up for it and just executed well. And that I look at that and I'm like, that was me the year before, and that's fucking there you go. Fair enough. Take your third place. But, and same with Brent, like the guy, a lot of stuff, he was like, had the skills to be very good in that in 2017 and nailed it. Like when it comes down to it, like PR is a snatch, like wins the swim event and, and does like a bunch of the stuff that people know you can do, but you still have to step out and do it. And like he, he hit home runs, like he, people know he can, and he just improved wildly on a bunch of things that people thought he might struggle on. So that's the sort of thing that I look at. And I'm like, that's what you, what it takes to podium at the games. You, and anything less than that is just like, frankly, if you do podium and you've done less than that, you got lucky. So I look at it and I'm like, I just didn't, I, I probably didn't deserve it in that last year. And, and I just like, I did some good things, but I made some mistakes. Do you have that medal now? I have a medal. You don't have that one that's actually hanging around his neck? No. Do you know that for a fact? 
you know that he didn't send it back and then they repackaged it and sent it to you? <laughs> yeah, they made a new one. How do you know that they told you? Yeah. Who's they, Dave? Yeah. I mean, I think it's be. I, I think he should send that one back. Yeah, a lot of people would agree with you. Frankly, wouldn't, I wouldn't want it if I was him. Uh, that's what I was going to say. You wouldn't like, want that one? Well, no. what do you think when you look at it now? What does that mean to you? His? Yeah, like him. When he wakes up every day and looks at his medal, like, what does he think? Oh, if I was him, I wouldn't want it. I'd have sent this shit back. That's what, I mean, that's that's what, what we just, just said. Yeah. Oh. Well, then why doesn't he? <laughs> but but would you have taken that one? If they're like, hey, we're not making a new one. We're waiting for Ricky to send his back. Oh, yeah. Full of fuck yeah, I would have. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So that's where we miscommunicated. I thought you were saying you wouldn't want that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. And I would fucking think that would be super cool of Ricky. <laughs> Ricky, yeah. if you want to send that one back... Um, you can these two. You Matt can, wants that, and I wouldn't mind that one. You, Ricky, you can send those to me, and I'll make sure they get to you and Matt. Or, or Ricky will bring you out and have you on the podcast, and 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 just bring them when you come out. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, so then you, so the games are over, mm-hmm. and you go home fourth place. Mm-hmm. And what is the prize money for third place? For third, mm-hmm. I think it was like seventy-five thousand. And um, how many days later? Tell us how you find out. How 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 does how do you find out that you that you got seventy thousand um, dollars? And don't act so well, fucking casual I mean, about I, it. <laughs> I I mean taxes and stuff. But right, thirty five thousand. Sorry, my, uh, you got to move to Cookville. Oh God, the taxes are atrocious, huh? Um, is it even worse because so you're I mean, in Canada? Fourth, you still get prize money, right? So I didn't like I didn't bonus that much, but. Uh, I found out the same time everybody else found out about the whole scandal, so it would have been October something. I don't know exactly when, but uh, yeah, I kind of I actually was doing work at home, and then I, my it was Matt Fraser texted me first and said congratulations, and I sent him a text back saying like, yeah, you too. I don't know what we're talking about, but <laughs> dude, this is like, like I thought you were just like I thought ago. he was just planting the seed, like wanted wow. me. Wow, I hadn't congratulated him properly yet, and he <laughs> wanted me to send him a congratulations. I was like, yeah, Matt, I got it. You won again, good. <laughs> But uh, and he says no, like Ricky just popped, and I said like no way. And a couple people texted me, and I had like my phone started going nuts. But yeah, it was like 10 p.m. I was at home, just kind of doing some schoolwork in the kitchen. But um, and did you think right? What was your first thought? Yeah, I could use the fucking money. No, I thought that sucks. Oh yeah, it's not a it's not a cool situation. Like it's a it's unfortunate for everybody involved. It doesn't do it, there's there's no real benefactor of that whole scenario. Like all the athletes get over scrutinized and thrown under the bus. More now. people think you do steroids now than ever before. <laughs> Probably. Right. And along with every other athlete who's at the games. Right. And uh, definitely everyone who beat him. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, what I mean, it's not. It's um, it's unfair because now everyone's just guilty until proven innocent. Right. And even mm-hmm. like you can produce your test results, and everyone says, "Oh, well, like I didn't see it. Like I don't know. They they faked it. This is that. Like it just it provided a lot of." ammunition for the conspiracy theorists and the the people who want to say it's it's very very widespread in the sport um do you have ricky's phone number no does he have your phone number i wouldn't know i haven't given it to him so. have you ever emailed with him I'm, i guess what i'm getting at let me stop being around <laughs> what the about pen pals? Could, could he contact you has he ever contacted you no he hasn't said like hey i want to say i'm really sorry about that it's fucked no. um see you in four years yeah no he hasn't no well, I mean, if, if he's apologized, he's got to apologize to everybody. Uh, I don't know. I, I, if I was him, I'd apologize to you. 
I mean, I'm not saying he wouldn't. Easy to say, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to take take that angle and think what I would do in that situation. Probably be recluse. I wouldn't say I'd shit. do that, too. I, I would be, well, I, mm. I mean, it's hypothetical, right? It's I mean, tough. I, yeah, it's I a tough no situation. Idea. I don't, I certainly don't envy his situation. But uh, Have you ever taken any steroids? No. Any performance-enhancing drugs? What does it look like? You're yoked. <laughs> As a gymnast, you didn't ever take performance-enhancing drugs to give yourself the edge. No. Why not? Because it's, I don't know. It's not. I don't think it's hugely prevalent in gymnastics, uh, particularly not like I wasn't an international-level gymnast. And Canada also, the programs aren't ridiculous. Like we don't have collegiate programs or things like that for gymnastics. So it just wasn't a big thing. Do you know um, anything about performance-enhancing drugs? Do you know what like you would take? Very, very little. If I told you you had 10 minutes to get go into the pharmacy and pick some, would you have any idea what to do? Oh, no. I'd spend the entire time on Google. You, you don't know any of them, like no. um, like Winstrol? Is that one? I, I would assume or... anything that ended in all, I'd be like, okay, that's a candidate. Add that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I uh, Dynaball. You don't know any of those. Not really. No. Dynab- I've heard of that before. Do you take uh, creatine? Not even really. Dude, you say it's so – it's creatine. You don't like creatine? <laughs> I say it like five times a day. It's, it's like so you don't creatine. take creatine? creatine. No, not, uh, I do sometimes, depending on the point in the season. My nutritionist like also does my supplementation periodization, so she'll add that in occasionally. Do you have a supplement sponsor? I do. And don't you have to say you take it? Why well, I, I don't. I just don't. I don't think I have to take. I don't have to say I take anything I don't take. <laughs> I don't think that's part of the deal. So what do you take? What, what, who's your sponsor and what do you take that they make? Uh, food spring is mm-hmm. the name of them and i i take like protein and aminos and like omegas and zinc magnesium complexes and things they're like supplement and health food mm-hmm. so they make like oatmeal their own steel cut oatmeal things like that and then i get off them organic peanut butter like but i don't actually supplement a ton i, I do try to do more whole food nutrition if i can it's depends very, on the time of year it's very like, crossfit of you you should take your l1 yeah it, <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like i already yeah. know everything so. <laughs> <laughs> you might, you might. Um, what about fish oil? Take fish oil. Omegas are generally fish oils. Omega oh, okay. um, when you're smart, you say omegas. Yeah. When you're just way, a pedest- way, yeah. pedestrian like <laughs> us, why do you have to be so say, condescending? You say fish oil. Does it bother you that they call Fikowski the professor? Do you wish you had that nickname somewhere inside? Are you like I'm fucking smart? I think it's I'm a little funny. smarter than him. I think it's funny because I don't know where it came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, he's he's organized, and he's sort of like he has a persona like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's very meticulous and whatever, but it's funny. It's, it's an old, it's an old nickname it, that came when he, he was in Australia. He doesn't really profess, does he? No, no, no. And he's he's like, he's an in-house accountant. So he it does. He doesn't even. You like, think of yourself more <laughs> as a professor than him? No, you can be. No, the, I don't think of myself as a professor. Like it doesn't. You got to be the doctor. I heard somebody say that on the mic at the games, and it like yeah. irritated me. It oh, was like, like while I was snatching my first lift, and I was like, "Whoa, that's a weird comment." Maybe me. we could do. What like did they a, say a, that you're a doctor? Doc, yeah. like Doc Villain or something like that. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd get a lot of hate from the medical community. DV, but anyway. those are some nice. That's a nice outfit you guys have. Thanks, sharp, eh? Yeah, we match the worm. Uh, Pacelli's Canadian. Yeah, she's from Ontario. We hired this new girl, Megan. She works with uh, Haynes, and she is like Pacelli. She oh could, yeah, she's a her Adele, cadence like of the way she spe- oh, it's a trip. Mm. It's such a trip. It's like from look to mannerisms to speech. If you need speech. to move any big objects, flip tires or something. Um, why do we see the cow? Why did we see the California regional athletes choke so badly at the games? Where did they all finish? I don't know. Let's just say they choked. 
We know Josh did. Po- we know Josh did poorly. Let's just say we're just talking men's side, right? We know Josh did. Po- I mean, they were yeah, they were all yeah, right. Sorry, just the men's side. We know Josh did poorly. We know I we know that um, all of them were in the so it's who it's Josh in the first heat Jason, except for Garrett, Garrett Fisher. Yeah, yeah, Josh, Jason, Garrett, Jeff. I, I think Garrett yeah. has a little bit of a comeback Holden. towards the end. He rallied. Patzer, yeah, yeah, Jeff right. Patzer. Patzer, yeah, and Holden Rethel. Um, Is it just a weak region? I don't know. I suppose one could argue because they've just amalgamated into the the massive West California region. But I don't know. I mean, let's say there's a lot of things that can happen. Like, I don't know where they stacked up uh, in like the re- trans regional comparison either. But like Josh would have done very well in that. I think probably Jason would have done fairly well as well. But it just depends. Like things Jason can happen who? in the games. Carol. Oh right, right, right. Sorry. Um, things can happen at the games and I mean momentum's a real thing and if you get shook up really bad and you can't get your feet back under you it, it can affect you for the course of two three events and California also had that issue with um, Julian Alvarez pulling out yeah so Holden was oh, sixth right. place and who is the guy who tore his peck who looks like Weird Al Yankovic oh yeah uh, with the hair yeah uh, Lucero Lucero yeah, there you go Lucero so those are two guys that yeah that were going so you're saying it's like sixth and seventh place one or eighth if you, do, if you do my mat, five, take out two, that's six, seven. Yeah, eighth place went. <laughs> right? No, seven. No, eighth. Where did you get the eighth? Because six and seventh. Um, Julian? Yeah. No, it was fifth fifth and sixth backed out. No, 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 four, fourth no, and fifth. Only, right? only fourth backed out. Julian Alvarez? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. And Christian yeah. Lucero. No, he, he, so so he Julian didn't. backing out would have put sixth in. Yeah. Lucero oh, getting hurt would have put seven. Okay, see, you're smart. I'm telling you. No, don't give him. Don't this give is like him like single digits. You're rolling over way too easily with this smart thing. Why not? <laughs> okay, here we go. See, one thing I noticed in some regions is there is a lot of. I mean, look who took eighth. West Pyatt. He's an affiliate owner. He's he's like he's like a he's not he's just a normal CrossFitter, just a normal handsome guy runs an affiliate. Well, I mean, I think a lot of guys run affiliates who qualify for the games. The things that stick out to me are like. 21st, 18th, and you finish third. Mm. Like, that's not a tremendous stat. Like, two thirds in a second is awesome, though. So, I think some, depending on some regions. Meaning, like, telling you the region's shaky. Well, yeah. you could, like, you could have one miss, but maybe that's it. And, but, like, if you have two misses, you might be out of the conversation in certain areas. But um, it just means that, it, like, people were consistently making or having one miss. Um, can we see Lucero's scores? Can you scroll down and see like how he did in those first three? Oh, he would have been the first or second in the first four events, I think. Right. He was crushing He's all it. the way at the bottom. <laughs> uh, he's, oh, there he is. Second, first, first, fifth. Fifth. Yeah, how many only 24 years old. Three, four, five, six. Six withdrawals. Man, what a year. Oh, he didn't compete, though. Hmm. And um, and Julian was a oh, well, that's another Julian. Wait, yeah, no, Julian finished the whole competition. Yeah. Top prize? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is he at the top? That there? was cool though. That was like yeah, he's still good, in the top five. Him. You think so? Yeah, yeah, good for him. That's cool. If your kid was being born, what would you do? I do both. I just do both. It's tough though. Yeah, it is tough. I of mean, course, it's tough. You can't you can't give your full attention to that relationship and that mm-hmm. and that means a lot especially at that like that's a very special time and a like a vulnerable do you think he period. is do you think he is bitter and um and resentful now until the day he dies 
of his kid and his wife. Not. Oh, okay, good. Me too. Those are decisions. Like, <laughs> made a good decision. Like, dad of the year. We'll see about that. I think that's a little too early to call that dad of the year. Are you trying to claim that? Well, dude, dad <laughs> of the fucking decade. <laughs> Uh, but I don't know. To get back to your question, I'm not sure. At, at uh, the games, I mean, it's had a lot of. I mean, uh, it looked like the like this is three rookies, which like can make a bit of a difference. Josh said he had explosive diarrhea at the games. Yeah, after the swim, a few people did at the games actually. Uh, swallowed a bunch of that lake water. Didn't mm-hmm. do many favors. I mean, I, th- I think the the regional as a whole, it's lost some of its bigger names throughout the years. Yeah, like Dan Kenny Leverage wasn't there. Like it's just the the, the primary character. Well, I mean, there. it's it's like the it's the birthplace, but things have spread out a ton, right? Like mm-hmm. it's taken root so many places. Like look at Europe's getting so strong, and Canada is killing it. It's still oh my god, it's still the amazing. coolest venue for a regional. Though. It, it is, is weird. It is cool. The open air mm-hmm. venue at Del Mar is awesome. Mm-hmm. It looks sweet. Uh, it is, is that amazing. What doing the big regional. I don't. I, 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 I is it, say it that is. again. Is that where is it yeah, still yeah. it's still at? It's the best sure it venue. Yeah, that's it's cool. a, it's amazing for for not traditional reasons. Yeah. Um, but it is the lighting there is amazing. The just the traversing the landscape there. The um, what are the people who sell you shit? The vendors. It's good. It's really really and the weather's, yeah, perfect. Um. I think that's a good. I think we covered all the the hot topics. Is there any last question that you want to ask him, Matt? Um, Do you want to ask him about his um, self-esteem? How is your self-esteem doing? Is your humility fake? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Um, my <laughs> self-esteem. Actually, is... I have that. In there. <laughs> oh no! Wait, really? Come on. Ask him about his fake humility. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I've heard it kicked around a few times, and I'm not sure you really acknowledge it. But is is your humility is that genuine or is it just a front? <laughs> Full front. <laughs> It allows me to infiltrate places. I, I ask because of this. You are very, very humble. You're obviously very smart, but also because gymnasts are notorious for having a not lacking self confidence. Thanks for the like. What? Uh, for not for not lacking self confidence. Yeah. How so? I don't know. How many gymnasts do you know? A handful. They just seem to be um, on this other. Do you want to say arrogant and condescending? Really? You want to say. Yes, yes. Huh. I don't know. Were you, was your gym squad like that? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. The thing is, where I grew up and did gymnastics, was like I my hometown is a hockey factory. Like, No one was in gymnastics, so it's not like it was the coolest thing to do and you could walk around and puff your chest at people. Like Everyone played hockey, so no one really gave a shit about you. Right. Um, it was something different, so you had that. did something different than everybody else, but... The, uh, yeah, it wasn't just like, I don't know, there was only like me and one other guy that was kind of my age group that did it in town. So, I don't know, it wasn't the... the your game. your posture um, is dramatically better now that you're a CrossFitter than when you, you were just gymnast. When we were looking at that old footage mm-hmm. of you in 2013, you're kind of like shoulders forward, you're a little yeah. wispy in the, in the... Yeah. Do you notice that? Yeah, it's because I've done so much pulling now, like or like straight back sort of stuff. Like all the pulling you do and weightlifting, everything, it's all back. Whereas everything in gymnastics is all lat. You're more gorilla. You're more gorilla now. <clears throat> more gorilla. I feel like before the internal would be more gorilla. Oh, that. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, imagine how much more upright your posture would be if you'd gone to an L one and actually learned how to do a process. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? All right. How, uh, how how long has this been going on? This nonsense. Hour. One hour. Yes. Time to land the plane. Thank you, Patrick. Um. Thank you. Yeah, no problem.
I think we covered a lot. We did. Cool. You think I'm gonna go over all the shit I didn't? I didn't cover? Yeah. You're always waiting for me. No, to do I'm that. not. I just we got the little things. You got your stick. You say I just I've started saying land the plane, Eric. Are you excited to hear the Brook Ends podcast? I've heard good things. Yeah, I'm in, I'm intrigued. Okay, I've definitely you've piqued my interest. I'm, I'm you don't have time to, to listen to podcasts. I listen to the odd one now and then. You yeah. shouldn't. You don't have time for that shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's multitasking. I'll do it while I'm like doing my laundry or doing my dishes. No, you don't have time for that. No, okay. I'll make pod- sure I don't listen. I listened to a podcast in the shower today. You did? Yeah, it was okay. different. And here at the office. Who'd yeah. you listen to? Uh, pardon my take. Pardon? Okay. Like, that's, how long was it? Hey. It's an hour long, but it's like 10 minutes of it. Have any women sent you solicitations in your DMs? Uh, no. I mean, occasionally yes. I get like hearts or things like that, but no, no real solicitations. Nothing like, hey, I live in Canada. I'm single. I'll blow you on the weekends. <laughs> no, nothing like that. No? That would be something. Yeah. All right. Not, I haven't retained that level of celebrity yet. Okay. Perhaps one day. No way. I refuse <laughs> to believe it. No, I don't know. Maybe it's just my Canadianness. One hundred nineteen thousand followers, not one, is giving you a DM for. Have a you long... gotten a DM for? A... Not that I know of. What do you mean, not that you know of? I'm thinking. <laughs> bye. Thank you. 